0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Hat Trick Podcast on myfantasysports.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Tracker, wherever you're listening to this podcast. We appreciate your support. Make sure you always uh, uh, hit the podcast up for uh, your questions and your comments to be heard on the show, uh, Hat Trick Pod at uh, gmail.com. So, man, it has been a break for me. So, I really got a lot of cram into this episode, and it might go a lot longer than the 30 minutes, you know, I'm used to, but, um, you know, I, I, there was a two-week international break, and I had a lot on my mind, uh, coming into this episode, and I really honestly wanted to gather my thoughts, so, uh, that's really why there's been a delay, but before we get into, like, you know, what's been wrecking my mind lately, internationally, and definitely, uh, uh, some of it taking place, you know, going far as outside of, like, you know, South Korea into, like, you know, London, and then coming all the way here to the United States, you know, there's been some, some chatter in the news over the past month, uh, in the recent, uh, weeks there's been a lot going on, so, kind of want to hit up on all that, but, um, what I really wanted to start with, of course, is the, uh, yeah, Hattrick Podcast mailbag, and uh, we'll get this going right here. And then we're going to dive, um, This some Premier League talk, and then we'll probably do a quick uh, preview of uh, Match Week 5, because that starts this weekend, uh, which will, I think it starts at 7.30 match. I believe Tottenham, yeah, Tottenham and Liverpool at 7.30. So we'll preview Match Week 5. Recap match week four, and then we'll dive into some—it's uh, some topics, you know, going around the world. But anyway, I want to hit the—I uh, want to hit the mailbag real quick. I actually uh, recorded an episode, and it ended up accidentally getting put on the last episode. So for some of you, you got the opportunity to kind of hear what I already heard. Then I saw the error, made the correction. So for some of you, this is probably going to be a, a rehashing, but. For those of you who got the chance to hear it, there were uh, a good amount of you that got the chance to hear it. So, um, unfortunately, to the two questions I asked on there, um, I won't probably ask those again. But if, since you guys did hear them, um, I'll, I'll hit up a couple of new ones here. This one's, uh, These are both uh, Premier League related and coming into this week. Um, this one comes uh, from Chris out of New York City, he's asking, uh, with David Beckham uh, finally releasing the new Inter-Miami Football Club, what are the chances you think that another Manchester United or Premier League superstar or any superstar over the past couple decades who's been in an onerous role could open their own MLS franchise? That was a very long-winded question, but I get what he's asking. So, for those of you who haven't uh, heard yet, uh, David Beckham has finally begun a new MLS franchise called Inter Miami. Uh, Miami now has its own soccer team, and uh, it, it, the name doesn't exactly um, spring a lot of like positive motion onto the club. People have been really racking on the name and I really don't know why. Like Inter Miami. Like it's it's a cool. Uh International Uh Football Club of Miami is the official title. Uh a pink crest. Uh two swans. I or two cranes, or I don't know what they are exactly, are um are standing side by side. It's a nice crest. I think it's a great name, Inter Miami. You know, you had you had the you've had the inclusion of some some different uh, football club names into MLS. A lot of them call themselves FC something, uh, something, something FC, something United. You know, this is like the first, like, inter, you know, so, you know, they're sporting uh, Kansas City. You know, they, they've they all taken, like, a, a lot of different names. So uh, this is a very unique name for uh, an MLS franchise. I think it's going to be a great, great thing to bring to the club. Um, I would say, you know, I mean, you got to look at, like, you know, a lot of guys, you know, those Stephen, Lam- uh, Stephen Gerrard, Frank Lampart's of the world, they're all coaching now. You know, Frank Lampard's coaching Derby County. Stephen Gerrard's coaching the, uh, the Rangers in the, uh, in the Scottish uh, League. Frank Lampard's coaching in the, uh, I believe, a couple divisions lower. Maybe it's just a division lower in the championship. So, you know, they're all coaches now, you know. Ryan Giggs is coaching Wales. Skulls is commentating and ragging on Mourinho, you know, to kind of bring it into the Manchester United world a little bit. You know, if he some back former time, great to me, Eric Cantona has definitely looked into coaching. You could see him start a home franchise maybe if he wanted to. But, you know, talk about, you know, with money and investors, you know, David Beckham had the, had the right moves in place to really put something together. So, I don't know. It kind of, we'll see what happens in the future. A players getting their own teams—it's definitely a nice sight to see. Uh, more expansion in the MLS, though. Uh, second question comes from uh, Catherine out of, of Florida. Uh, she didn't give a specific city. Um, this one is regarding a pretty, pretty interesting scenario. She says, "Hi, Dylan. I was wondering if you could shed any light on a possible transfer room I've heard about." Eden Hazard to Manchester United. Um, I have not heard anything regarding this. Uh, again, if you've been listening to the past couple of episodes and you know about the situation between Jose Mourinho and the, um, and the board of directors, particularly Ed Woodward, the chairman, uh, they are not giving Mourinho a very big leash to make transfers. His are very limited. So Eden Hazard, in all what he can do, uh, he plays a left wing and a center forward. And his skill set doesn't particularly suit what Mourinho needs. I guess if he was looking to change his formation and play Eden Hazard as a center forward, then that's that's definitely a possibility of Hazard playing down the middle. Um, But, I mean, if Anthony Martial decides to leave you know that i mean although alexi sanchez is already playing at the left wing spot you know and rashford can play there marciaga can play there um i don't think that eden hazard to manchester united is a realistic possibility i say the chances of that are definitely uh 0. 0.1 out of 10 that he makes a move there um for what we've seen so far He seems settled, Um, he seems pretty, uh, pretty content. If he does move again, Real Madrid is probably going to be his preferred destination based on his previous mentioning. So we're just kind of going on trend here. Uh, I do not see him leaving. If he did leave, uh, the amount of money that he would garner would be too much for Manchester United to allow to be spent, and I don't think Jose Mourinho would want to buy him, especially after the, uh, the riff Mourinho had with Chelsea prior to, um, prior to his firing a few years back. I don't think he and Hazard had a very good relationship. I don't think that would do well at Manchester United, just as a thought. So that's all we're going to do today from the uh, Hattrick podcast mailbag. Thanks so much guys for your, uh, for your support into that. We're going to dive quickly into our Premier league talk for a bit, and then we're going to jump into a couple of topics. I really want to shed some light on, uh, so let's actually just quickly just give a recap on four, and then we're going to jump right into match week five, uh, I don't think, uh, I really don't think the um, previous match week was all that exciting. There were some, definitely some stories to definitely come out of the league. And we'll definitely start with uh, Manchester United's rebound against Burnley. They won the game 2 0 after a very bad defeat against the Spurs. Um, it's been a, quite a rocky road for Manchester United to start the season. They've gone through a lot of issues. In terms of um, trust in the manager, trust in the board, fan rifting—you know—it's—it's—it's it's, it's been quite the quite the turmoil going on there. But essentially, things were calmed down after the 2 0 victory, um, and all signs point to the players, the board, the fans know that Manchester United can find success uh, this year. Uh, Watford being dispersed 2-1. Watford remained perfect on the season, uh, beating a top top Premier League club in Tottenham uh, was definitely a shock to those around the league. Uh, Watford definitely showing their um, definitely showing their grit, their grind this year. I do see them doing well. I wouldn't say they would be a rele- relegated team. I don't say they would be a top four team, but they could have the kind of Burnley success. You know, Burnley last year finishing really high on the table for a lower tier club. Entry the Premier League from a few seasons back. I think that uh, Watford can have a Burnley type of season. Uh, Cardiff versus Arsenal. Arsenal winning 3-2. Arsenal definitely getting the edge over them, but it was a very hotly contested fight. You know, Cardiff have come into the league this year, and they're not exactly the strongest team, so... um, I don't think that they really get as much credit as they deserve for the time they were in the Premier League previously. Uh, They've they've come in and out a a variable amount of times, but they do show some grit and resilience in the team, and this was definitely a good showing of it. Um, You saw Arsenal really had to come all the way to the end to really grind out a win, so kudos to... Cardiff City. They really know how to bring the best out of some clubs every once in a while. They've had some great matches in the Premier League. Uh, going to the Saturday matches, uh, Liverpool over Leicester 2-1. Uh, Liverpool are on top of the table, also on goal difference, including. They also have four wins. Uh, they are currently leading the league. They were my uh, league pick to, um, uh, to win. I'm sorry, my pick to win the league, rather. And uh, I think they have one of the strongest teams in the league. Their depth is unmatched. They really have gotten a great strength core in the midfield. Jurgen Klopp, the manager, has done an excellent job putting that together. Mo Salah doesn't appear to be uh, missing a beat. He's definitely on course to have a good season. I don't think he'll do the amount of scoring that he did last year. But I definitely think Mo Salah is on his way to a good season at Liverpool. Uh, uh, Chelsea 2 0 over Bournemouth. Uh, Wolverhampton Wolves, Wanderers rather, Wolves uh, 1 0 over West Ham. Uh, Brighton at Fulham draw 2 2. Uh, Southampton over Crystal Palace 2 0. 1 1 to Everton Huddersfield. A lot of draws. Um, and then Manchester City at Newcastle 2 1 uh, to Man City. And that was match week four. Um, as things stand in the Premier League table, I'll give you guys a quick rundown of how things stand. And then we'll go into, um, we'll go into the, uh, um, match week five. Uh, I'll just give you guys the, uh, top five for now. And I'll give you some notable absences from that top five and some, uh, we'll give you some thoughts on the relegated teams and then we'll jump into match week five. So the top five. Uh, starting with the top four, Liverpool, in, or- in order, by the way. Liverpool, Chelsea, Watford, and Manchester City. Uh, Liverpool through Chelsea and Watford have 12. Man City have, tw- have 10. And then the Europa League spot for Tottenham is there at 5th, and they have 9 points. Uh, Manchester United and Arsenal are 9th and 10th, uh, both on 6 points. Those are some notable absences. And then Newcastle, Burnley, and West Ham are uh, in the relegated spots. Uh, Definitely some concern going there, especially with the kind of season, and the kind of team that Burnley had last year they thought they would build on it. West Ham had a lot of weapons, but they're still doing bad. Newcastle just, I don't think, Rafa Benitez, he's the manager there, former Real Madrid manager. I just don't think he has what it takes with that type of squad to make them into a solid Premier League team. Uh, he did very well gaining them out of the, uh, of the championship and into the Premier League last year, but I think Rafa Benitez has, has done the best that he can. So that is match week four. We'll do a quick look into match week five. Uh, obviously Spurs and Liverpool, the uh, highlight match. 7.30 Eastern time. Um, I guess we can look for a winner in Liverpool. I don't think Spurs will win at the very best. They can draw. But Liverpool just have a good octane, uh, high octane offense. Very clinical, efficient, a lot of good chemistry. Once again, the depth is the, uh, is the biggest reveal. So I see them waiting the game. Uh, Leicester over Bournemouth. I don't think Bournemouth have as strong a team this year. I I do see Leicester getting a win out of there. Definitely Chelsea over Cardiff. Uh, How does feel Crystal Palace can draw? Man City definitely over Fulham. Uh, Hmm let say a draw between Newcastle and Arsenal. And a draw between Watford and Man United. Uh, I think those two games will be draws. Um, in particular to the, um, to the uh, Manchester United-Watford game, I feel Watford are going to continue to drive that winning streak into the season. Man United are, you know, not really there yet. So I would give Watford and Man United, a draw just based on the effort from Watford and the strength of United talent-wise and what they have in the team. Most notably, also do remember for those of you Man United fans, Marcus Rashford will not be in the side against Watford because of a red card. Just so you guys know that. So that's my preview for Week 5. Really quick into that. Then I want to jump into these. Uh, I do want to try and keep this within 30 minutes. So I do want to give uh, a, a, a small chat. I won't make it too long because I will, I will admit I am walking to work as I wasn't the last unrecorded episode that never really made to air, but, um, I am walking to work. But I do want to talk about this. Um, for those of you who got a glimpse of it, you know what I'm going to talk about and you've, and you've definitely, um, made some comments on it and I appreciate your comments and your uh and your and your opinions on this matter. So for those of you who don't know who Wei Min son is, Hwang Min son is a South Korean footballer, plays for Tottenham Hotspur, who recently performed in a competition where the stakes on his future could not have been higher. Kwa Min was tasked to win the Asian Cup games for South Korea in order to secure his exemption from military service to the country. And the first thought you have in your mind is, what? You have to play? As hard as you can, and win a tournament, in order to get exemption from military service. Um, this is something that is very concerning. It um, it hasn't really been brought up by the uh, by the by the by the FIFA body very much. It's been very hush hush. Um, I haven't seen in the news, any action taken towards um, the government, because obviously FIFA is a separate body. The South Korean football team is a separate body. But not only him, but along with everyone else on the club, we're going to have to serve in the military. This is a confirmed report. It was reported through ESPN, Fox Sports, Bleacher Report. Various other news media outlets have confirmed this. That this was a contingency. If Wayman Song did not win the Asian Cup games, he'd be serving in the military. No choice. And that type of that type of treatment towards a human being—it's just ridiculous. And you know, South Korea is told to be this democratic nation, but this type of uh, treatment towards one of its citizens and a lot of its citizens on a soccer team that does, that try to do so well to compete in the World Cup, and it's, it's disappointing. This is very disappointing to see this kind of treatment to see this kind of action being taken, and still again, in what we think of as a free world, and um, you know, Wayman Son fought hard. He um, he fought with everything he had, and he got his, and he got what he wanted. He used his talent, his gift, to secure his freedom. But that's injustice. And, you know, in, in the footballing world, it's not reported the, um, the amount of heinous crimes around the world racism when it involves the game of soccer. We see it every once in a while. We don't see it on a full spectrum that as we should. And, um, you know, it made me think about in the recent, com- recent days here in the States about the Nike ad that included Colin Kaepernick in in the ad. It's the face of Nike on the ad of its uh, 30th anniversary and he was the face of the campaign and it was revealed that Nike had continued sponsoring him paying him outright in his contract deal. And it caused a storm of opinions here in the States where people, as crazy as this sounds, and I'm sure you know about it, are taking their Nike products and they're uh, they're getting rid of them, they're burning them. You know, it's some outright protest against Nike because of Colin Kaepernick being put in the ad and in the campaign for their advertisements. And it's, it's really shown clear, cut, and dry. I won't hold back any words. The racism, the discrimination, the loathing. Shown upon someone who simply had an opinion, chose to protest it in his way, was advised to do it in a way that would deem more respectable, and was still shamed. And maybe for someone who has never served or for someone who's never dealt with adversity of being a black, of being black, it... um, it's easy to see how a lot of people are misunderstood in Nike's doing of this. I thought it was very commendable. I think it was admirable. I think it showed that Nike was willing to accept, accept rather the, um, the standard of that is really being apathetic towards someone's situation, showing solidarity, support, showing unity and showing that they will stand for something. Um, I think that's commendable on Nike's part, Colin Kaepernick's part. And I think it's very important that we remember why Huayman's son played the game that he played for his freedom, just as much as Colin Kaepernick chose to give up his luxuries. To try and protest something he thought was wrong. And the reaction to him definitely shows that his protest has merit. I believe that what he knelt for in the first place was an absolutely real concern needed to be shed light on. Um, you know, people say that he knelt in disrespect of the American flag, when in fact he knelt for the fact that he was bringing to light the fact that police officers and legislators across the United States were mistreating black people. Uh, Internationally, it's seen the videos, you've seen them almost, my goodness, on a daily occasion, police officers abusing their power Uh, disgracing the badge, and it's definitely a concern, and it was something Colin Kaepernick wasn't willing to sit by and allow to continue on without a discussion or some form of legislation being handed down and tossed around and put put in the pot to try and change things. And from a perspective of a man who has millions of dollars, has everything he could ask for, and chose to relinquish that, while still being paid. However, to, to to relinquish his love for football, his job, he relinquished, you know, what made him a success, in order to try and shed light on this topic. And he was shunned, shamed, disgraced, discriminated. Fuemantl is 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 a soccer player. He has done. He's committed no crime. He had his freedom nearly stripped away from him. Colin Kaepernick, because he chose to try and stand up for something, had his freedom stripped from him. In the form of playing football freely, without having the, the, uh, the eye of a racist NFL fan trying to decide what patriotism looks like. Playman's song showed... Strength and courage, this is as much as Colin Kaepernick showing the same strength and courage. I think Colin Kaepernick will win his fight, just as Wei Min son did. And um, I truly hope that the racism that we see in this current day and age dies. Um, it's a very difficult fight, it's a social construct created out of fear out of misunderstanding, misguidedness, lack of faith. Racism is a is a jabroni, <laughs> as Vince McMahon put it. Um, I also wanna reiterate that you know Huayman Song has also been criticized by his fellow countrymen for not just accepting his military service outright. Some have criticized him for that. nay not on the grand scale of what people who have disgraced Colin Kaepernick for what he's done, but it's definitely there. So uh, I think with that, I just want to tell you guys, just stand against these things and let's fight against these injustices and we'll all have a better future for ourselves. This is the Hattrick Podcast, DDT, signing off.